Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Oh, welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we have a special guest because I like having guests once in a while to just mix it up and make things fun. And some of you might remember this guest. He's been on the show before, Alan Jones. He used to have his own show on this station too, and you can still find his shows in the archives. And they're naughty, so have fun with those. And... <laughs> If you like some swearing, go listen to Alan. <laughs> don't like swearing, don't go there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't like swearing, well, feck that, right? So that's all right. So mm -hmm. what we're talking about today is what? Stop judging your sexy body. And I read that and I was like, if I stop judging my sexy body or stop judging, what did I write it as? Did I write it as that? Or did I say, stop judging your body as sexy? How did I write I it? I think you said stop judging your sexy body. I think that's Good. what you called it. That, that I prefer, because at first I was like, if we're not judging our bodies as sexy, not sexy, as sexy, either one is a judgment, right? So let's get into what all that is and like how that affects us and such. So Alan is magic. And if you don't follow him on social media, go and do it. You're going to find him on uh, Instagram. You're going to find him. You're going to find him on all the platforms and I'm everywhere. He's like active <laughs> everywhere. And you're good up for good laughs like daily. He's always got good laughs coming on uh, daily and questions because he likes to hashtag pokes a bear. So he will poke the bear. He likes to poke a lot of things. The bear's one of them. So let's face yeah. it, Alan. He's yeah, this is a bear who likes to be poked too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a whole different story and a whole That's other a great show. Story. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's coming to us live from England. Isn't that lovely? London, yes. London itself. The greater it's London, raining. as you refer to it. We had Great rain London. the last two weeks, but it's London. Right. It rains there. When it doesn't rain, we go, oh, it's not raining in London. I spent an entire week in London in 2000, and there was one day where it didn't yeah. rain. People think that it rains here a lot, and mostly it kind of does. I mean, it is England's green and pleasant mm -hmm. lands. But because of, uh, you know, global warming, uh, we have a lot of droughts here now. So last so, um, last year we had kind of two months where we had no rain at all in the middle of summer. The year before we had three or four months of literally no rain. So it's, yeah. And then we have these massive floods, which is only this cold different story. But yeah, it's, and normally we have April showers. Our April was one of the driest on record. Mm. Uh, but May is quite wet. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. I love the rain. It's lovely. And it helps things grow. I watch a lot of British yes. gardening shows. So I'm yeah. like right in there with Monty Don and I'm watching. <laughs> it uh, and it also stops our house from sinking because our house is built oh. on clay soil. Mm. And um, with the, all of the, the droughts that we were having, all of the soil underneath the house was, was shrinking. So our house has started oh. subsiding. 
So wow. when it rains, it swells the clay. So our house kind of gets lifted back up again. That's lovely. I love when things swell. And we'll talk a little L- bit yeah, about that. Exactly. That Lubrication makes everything kind of get bigger. It's, That's it's, right. It's true. That's beautiful. <laughs> so, Ellen, when I uh, said to you, hey, would you like to come talk on the pleasure zone about whatever? Because you just yeah. popped into my awareness. What was it that had you go? Oh, yeah, that sounds delightful. Let's do that. <laughs> it's because it was you. I mean, I have to be honest, it was because it was you. I mean, I love talking to you. And you and I have not had a catch up for a couple of years, pro- like properly in a sense. And um, and I love your energy. And every now and then I kind of see your posts and I kind of, if, you know, if, if it kind of appears in my timeline, it's not buried by everybody else's crap, but um, <laughs> it, which can happen. So... Uh, <sighs> And and I guess, you know, when you said to me, what kind of topics pop for you? One of the biggest topics that I love to talk about, and I will talk about wherever I can, is kind of not judging our sexy body. Um, and, you know, for me, it's it's something, I, I know we're not supposed to use the word passionate, but I do like that. For me, it's perhaps the best word to explain it. But it is something I'm quite passionate about. It is just because I know for myself how much... I judged my body for, you know, 40 years of my life, actually more than that, probably 45 years of my life. And um, just watching other people judging their bodies. And it doesn't just like when you judge your body, it doesn't just affect how you feel about your body. It affects everything. I mean, I think in your intro, you talk about how uh, I think is it about sex can affect your money flows and your relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Judging your body has a similar impact. When you judge your body, it affects every area of your life. Because let's face it, people, without our body, we're, we're screwed. Like, we, like we're here because we have a body. So the more you judge your body, where how much energy you're putting into judging your body that actually you could be putting into creating something even greater in the world. And this is not kind of, let's not make all that significant, but it's just like, God, how much more fun could you have if you didn't avoid looking in mirrors or windows? You think, oh my God, I look so fat or I look so old or I look so saggy or, you know, oh my God, my ass is scraping the carpet um, or ass, should, should I say ass? My ass. Ass, yeah, I say ass because I'm English. <laughs> it's, it's, and it actually sounds better when you say ass. It's just, it's just, it's (laughs) lovely. And you don't think of it as something that is dirty and defecates. You think of it as something that's lovely and you want to snuggle it when it's an ass, when it's an ass, you're like, I don't really know if I want to get in there. Sounds kind of dank. Sounds kind of (laughs) dirty. I think you need to go wash that ass. So (laughs) true story. So, um, so it's really interesting because some people have said to me, yeah, but calling it your sexy body sexy is a judgment well when I talk about sexy bodies I'm talking about I'm addressing the energy that your body is mm-hmm. all bodies are sexy and you can bet your bottom dollar that someone listening to this is going oh but some of them aren't cool how's that working for you <laughs> that's all I'm going to say to you is like a, when you get out of the actual definitions of what sexy is and just connect with your body and go okay body show me the sexiness that you be that I've never considered or never acknowledged before and there's for me there's just this really warm sensual sexualness which has nothing to do with putting body parts together is just like my body is just like I am sexy I am sexy as and um I'm trying not to be too badly behaved with my language but um 
Just go British for me there, Alan. It's all good. Fuck. Sexy as fuck. Um, There you go. (laughs) I just don't want you to kind of get banned on Instagram or YouTube. We can say that randomly, just not every five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I don't do it every five minutes. I'm not, not. What I find actually is when I use that word a lot is because someone around me has a lot of resistance. Yes. It's really interesting. Um, I facilitated a class once where all I said was, uh, I talk about penises nonstop. And, yeah. and everybody in the class had super judgments about penises. And then there was reports after I had a co-facilitator and they reported to the co-facilitator, not me, about what's, what is up with her and penises? I'm like, seriously, not every class is 99% penis. But if no. that's all you're judging, then that's what's going to come out of my mouth in every variation of the word and in everything yes. that can be done with it. And I will put it in your face because I can't not do that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will happily put it in your face. Um, Thank you, it's true. So when we do... you. <laughs> I feel honored as a woman to be able to get that offer from you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very rare. <laughs> I, think the, I think the last time when there was one, I was about 16. Wow. <laughs> yes. 35 years ago. Um, so, so, yeah, I like it's It's like, um, oh, so this whole, I mean, most of, of reality, most of TV and adverts is all about, you know, get, oh, one of the adverts that really, really winds me up is get your body re- beach ready. Oh, those are hilarious, aren't oh. they? And so I've done a whole load of kind of memes of me kind of either naked or in my swimming trunks kind of going, you want to have a beach ready body? You know, the only, the only criteria for having a beach ready body is having a freaking body, like truly. like, And then going to the beach. Yes, truth, you, you need a beach. <laughs> that, that, that is a requirement. But, um, <laughs> but like, if we, could you imagine what it would be like if nobody in the world judged bodies ever again? That is like my target on the planet is to offer Mine that. Yeah. yeah, I, even when I think about it, like I honestly get a little teary. There, there is so much um, that I'm aware of that judgment creates, right? Like even yeah. if you go to the doctor and they tell you something, that's a judgment on your body. And now all of a sudden you've got cancer and you're like, hey, wait a second, I have cancer. That's just a freaking judgment. It's yeah. yes, maybe somebody who's a scholar looked at some information and they decided A plus B equals cancer. That doesn't yeah. mean they're right. It truly doesn't. And the thing is, when we go and talk to these people, you know, so-called experts who tell you this is what your body is, this is how your body should be, and we listen to that, we're then kind of programming our body to behave in that way. So, you know, allopathic medicine, you know, you go and see your GP or whatever, that can be useful information, and then I will go away and I'll ask some questions. Mm -hmm. But it's a bit like, you know, when, when I, so this whole thing that happened with my knee that I was talking about with the muscle, um, what happened was I missed a step on was I was coming downstairs one morning and there's there's a whole kind of story around it. And I've actually got a podcast that I did with Dane here and I talked about what hmm. happened, which is on YouTube. And um, so basically I slipped down the stairs and that was when the tendon ripped. And um, I remember sitting there like I thought I'd actually fractured my leg. And when I went to the, the hospital, they were saying, no, 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 this is what you've done. You've ripped it. And it's because you're carrying too much weight. That if you were kind of not as heavy, you wouldn't have ripped the, um, you wouldn't have ripped the muscle. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. What it, like, it was interesting because I was just kind of nodding my head and, hmm. 
And there was no stress. Ordinarily, I'd have kind of either gone into resistance and reaction or I'd have um, kind of gone, oh my God, I must lose weight. But I didn't. I was just like, okay, interesting point of view. Now, how do we change it? I wasn't even going to get caught up in it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's kind of an aside. But it, it really is like, in a sense, how many industries want us to keep judging our bodies? exercise industry diet and food industry pills in just like the, the kind of all of the the um what's the word the pharmaceutical industry yeah. you know they make money from you judging your body has no one ever and no one ever sat down and looked at that and kind of gone wow they actually don't want people to like their body they want people constantly to be and how many plastic surgeons would would be poor like would go out of business yeah mm -hmm. they would be non-existent with this obsession with oh my god my skin's getting saggy or oh my god you know kind of I'm putting on weight or oh my god my penis is too small now I watched this program once about this and it was about penis enlargement and there is there really is a lot of untalked about like uh unkindness with men and the size of their penis that you know yeah. it has to be big and Anyway, again, conversation for another time, but we watched this program and it was actually really upsetting to watch this guy who had, you know, kind of a six inch penis, which is actually bigger than average. Average is five and a half inches. That's right. Just in case, yeah, just in case. For Caucasians. Right, so, yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes, because, yeah, anyway. Um, so, you know, it was pretty average penis. His girlfriend was really happy with it. Then he had all of these operations on oh. it. And it, it wouldn't heal properly and, you know, kind of it all went horribly wrong. And after about three years, he ended up without being able to get an erection and a smaller penis than when he started. Oh, that's, he, you know, of it. Oh, it's so <sighs> yeah. That's and so I look at that and just kind of go like this. This is what what happens when we buy into other people's points of view about what a sexy body should look like. You know, since I put on, since I, I'm kind of much larger than I used to be, and I used to be really skinny. There's photographs of me on Facebook of being really slim. And, you know, since I've put on more weight and grown a beard, I get more people finding me sexy. Now, that, and, and here's the thing, nothing to do with the way my body looks. I hear you. It's to do with the energy I'm being. A hundred percent. And I, it's fascinating to observe that because after... Um, it was an interesting point of view impelled on me by my husband who was like, after 40, it's just really hard to lose weight. And I was like, no, I refuse to believe what you're saying. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, but he also has the point of view that the bigger the butt, the sexier you are. So we had an ongoing joke in our house that, um, that as long as my butt can fit through the door, we're good. <laughs> and and so about two years ago we ended up getting our front door changed so that it was to um to regulations so that it was the proper size so you can actually it's to now the legal size so the door opened wider and people were like why'd you guys get a new door i'm like so my ass can fit through and our relationship can keep going and they're you like laws what about how big your door should be sorry yeah <laughs> we do it's in England, you guys don't have that because you have so many older houses and you can't do that because you'd be wrecking them. Yeah, we we have that here. There's regulations to everything in Canada. We are so regulated. It's insane. Wow. So yes, window sizes, the amount of insulation you have in your house is also regulated. 
certain number of inches for uh, it's R factors, we call them. So you have insulation regulations, you have door regulations. Oh, yes, it's fabulous. So, <laughs> so we have all kinds of crazy rules, but it, it is funny. So everybody's like, hey, why'd you guys? Yes, the door got two inches wider and now my butt will fit through for much longer. So we're good. But I found too that as I started to just go, this is my body, like I, I actually started to enjoy my body more everybody else enjoys my body more. Like, it's the funniest thing. All of a sudden I have, uh, you name it, people are, have found me fascinating. And until I was about 40, I had a lot of judgments of my body and somewhere around mm. 40, I started, well, it helped, the tools of access consciousness really like shifted that like 99.9% .9 of it was that. Yeah. And um, and the willingness to just be present with myself was really key. And the, the, I find the more that I'm willing to be present with people, the sexier they find me. I yeah. could be wearing a muumu and I'm present with them and they're like, you are so hot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. What's a muumu? Oh, okay. So muumus in North America are these things that you basically wear that are from the 60s. They were giant pajamas that were like giant okay. pillowcases with no shape. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's Alrighty. a moo. They were very okay. cool for pajamas, for formal wear, for everything, because you could just take your moo everywhere. So yes, it could be wearing that, like generally. Sounds like, like a euphemism for a vagina. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I that's that could be moo could be that we haven't used it that way, but it could be yes. So. So true. We're, we're, of course, running uh, past our break time. So we're going to head to that. Uh, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today I have a guest, Alan Jones, on, and we're talking about stop judging your sexy body. Why would we do that? Like, aren't we supposed to judge our bodies? That's like, that's how we know we're sexy is that we've judged each other. And that's how we know if we're going to be friends because we have things in common and then we can judge each other as being valid or not valid. Like, this is how we operate. So why would we stop this, Alan? And that that's actually really true. I don't think many of us have, have necessarily acknowledged that it's we judge so that we can fit in, so that we can appear normal, so that, um, and as you said, um, we judge so that we pick people around us who have similar judgments to us. So, um, yeah, so if I gave up judgment, and then we, then we kind of go into the kind of the fear and the story of, but if I stop judging my body, then... I would be alone or everyone would think that I was big headed or, you know, because if you look at someone who doesn't judge their body, there will be someone somewhere who judges them for it. Oh my God, look at the state of that. Type. Like, who do they think they are kind of mincing around? Like, who does she think she is? You know, if my mother once, I remember my mother once saying to me, I was going to some friends just to play some computer games and I wore clothes that my body really enjoys and or enjoyed at the time. She's like, why are you all kind of punched up? Why are you kind of, kind of, I'm like, because I these are clothes that feel good for me and I like I went out the house just going oh my god I'm so wrong I shouldn't be wearing these clothes you know who do you think you are kind of dressing like that you're only going to your friend's house and yeah that kind of screwed me for years because then after that I made I I (laughs) was like I mustn't put clothes on my body to to feel good because then that that would make people tell me that I'm wrong it's wrong to put clothes on that your body really enjoys wearing did you go out naked a lot then? I didn't. I used to go out a lot. Well, I was in the 80s. So I used to go out a lot in kind of drain pipe jeans and winkle picker mm. boots. And, you know, yeah, I loved my winkle picker boots. <laughs> <sighs> you know, suede with three buckles and a zip. Yes. They were just so sexy. And, um, yeah, and then kind of after that, as my body shape started to change, I would start to wear kind of black clothes that were really baggy to try and hide all the lumps and the bumps. And I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even, well, they don't make clothes for fat men. You know, they, they don't make kind of nice clothes. So they're all of that stuff. Um, so you just got to look at, like, what is it that I've decided would happen that I'm not willing to allow to happen if I stop judging my body? I would actually have to start being present with the rest of like how much do we use judging our bodies as a really great way not to be present with all the other shit that goes on in our life right it's like oh my god my body this is we use it as a distraction often judging our bodies judging anything it's like oh my and there's usually one or two things that we have that we judge the crap out of keeps us from being present from actually what else could be possible with our life that, that we've been told is just a little bit scary. I also, um, judging ourselves keeps us small so that we don't create greater than people around us have decided we should be, uh, we should create. So like from my, for example, what I'm, let me try and put that in English. My, my <laughs> mother, my mother would be great at, um, 
my mother would would create something and if you if you had to make sure that you were never better than her you could create just underneath and she would kind of give you some fake praise but if you did anything you know quotes as good as or you know that actually turned out better than oh like you would be absolutely vilified and abused like really mentally and emotionally abused yeah so so then you would judge yourself and make yourself wrong so that you didn't create greater than her so how much judgment are you using to ensure you never create greater than somebody else is willing to create and 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 other people will you just got to look at what people are doing when they tell you that kind of stuff how many people around you actually try to put you down and gaslight you and make you doubt yourself so that you don't create or receive more than they're willing to have like my mm-hmm. mother was fine for you feeling good about your body as long as you didn't feel better than her <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just it's all competition it's all yeah competition. oh total competition her whole life was competition she had to win everything and it didn't matter which way you did it if you had the best life ever she would have a better life than you if you had a crap life she would have the worst life ever and um, she's like, when I started realizing that's my mother's reality, I don't have to make that real for me. I don't have to resist it. I don't have to defend against it. I don't have to make her wrong. I can just look at it and go, wow, that's a really interesting choice that she has there. Now, what do I want to create? And one of the lies that we, we buy that um, if I stop judging my body, then I won't have any friends. Because like, how many friends do you have, you, do you have around you who, who like spending time with you because you judge your body? Maybe not necessarily in the same way as them, but you definitely judge your body and put it down. And so for what reason would you, I'm probably going to really ruin a lot of people's relationships now, but for what reason yes. would you have friends around you? <laughs> would you have friends around you? who want you to keep judging your body so they feel good about themselves. And and you may say that doesn't happen. I'm telling you it does, whether they say it it. or not. Yeah. I can see it in, so uh, I'll give you an example. This starts really young. I see it in uh, kids, right? So I I have like a pod school happening here, not this very second as we're speaking, but um, on random days I have kids here for pod school and there is, definitely judgment and kids are even aware that this is happening one of the girls was saying I have a friend uh, who we're we're only friends uh, she's pretty sure that they're friends based on the fact that this girl always needs approval because she judges herself as awful and bad so that she can get compliments and she they're actually observing this and they're aware of why they're like, they, she's just knocking herself down so that I can build her up. And if I didn't build her up, she probably wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, yeah. well, this is fascinating. How many people still do this when yeah. you're not 12 or when you're 40 and when you're 70 and when you're like, this is how we relate. Isn't that yeah. something fun? It's a way to like uh, judging ourselves, especially in public, is a way often of controlling people around us mm-hmm. and for gaining the approval that we never uh, or never knew that we could gift ourselves gift ourselves and at the end of the day if you require validation and approval from anyone you will always find people who are not willing to that's right yeah just one person comes across like it's like affirmations i don't really like affirmations affirmations for mirror but like there's a big pile of poop in the corner that stinks and then you kind of go oh my god 
and then you kind of go my my room is smelling amazing my room is smelling amazing and you just keep saying this thing and you put some potpourri next to it and kind of the potpourri kind of works and then after a while like there's just these little kind of wafts of poo coming through the the, you know, <laughs> the poop potpourri as I call it and 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 it just completely undermines it what you've got to look at is who the hell does the poop even belong to give it back like like yeah. that's one of the tools of access consciousness return it to center with consciousness attached but look at what it is that's creating the smell i.e the judgment in your life yeah where did you learn that that it was okay to talk would you talk to other people the way you talk to your own body oh my god my body's so fat oh my god my body is so ugly oh my body is this oh my body is that what on earth gives you the idea that it's okay to talk to your body that way and I know that may sound kind of like, you. oh my God, but it oh. is, it's just like, no, I would not let anyone else talk to me like that. I would nowhere, never let anyone else talk to me about my body that way. I mean, and actually that, now I, yeah, sorry, go. Sorry, yeah. So one of the things I find too, is that if sometimes I'll switch that for people and I'm like, would you let somebody talk to your child like that? Yes, no. you're right. And, yeah. and they're like, no, I wouldn't. I'm like, so it's okay for you to talk to you like that. How yeah. is your self-abuse okay? If yeah. you would not let your kid be ripped apart, what the heck? I just kind of usually leave it like that. And they're just like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, have fun with that brain expansion now. Yeah, the wedge and walk. But, but, but do you need to go on another break? Oh, we probably do. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, the wedge My and old patterning is coming back. <laughs> the wedge and walk. Yeah. So put that wedge into your universe and think about that over the next commercial. Yeah. Would you tr would you allow somebody to treat your children the way that you treat yourself? Just play with that. Have fun. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. 
Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. I think you just heard there's an app that you can take me to bed with you now. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, like, I love these adverts because like my brain, because the way it works, I'm thinking, oh my God, wanking off with, no, 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 waking up with Malitia. <laughs> like, that was that one. And, and then it was just like, too. do it, just do yeah, it. Do it. Absolutely. It's actually May is these national masturbation months. Yes. Just saying. I think it was like officially May 7th or something. Somebody sent is me that like right? this. Yeah, there's an official okay. masturba national masturbation day, but I don't know which nation has the national masturbation day. But wanking off is so key to health, let's face it. And I was thinking about this. So I was dusting something before we got on the call today. Because sometimes I just, I'm like, oh, dusting. Uh, so I was like, and then I feel happy. And I was thinking about uh, how, I was thinking about a few things. And, and wanking off is always one of the top things I'm thinking about. So, you know, and I thought about how we can use you know, even in our wanking times, we can have so much judgment that comes up. And it's it's yeah. funny that and, and I've actually used wanking as a tool to be able to get myself out of judgment, too. So I think it's such to me, it's a tool and it's an amazing tool. So let's talk a little bit about how we can, um, you know, getting out of judgment, getting out of, you know, judgment for wanking, too, because so many people have that. They're just like no, yeah. I can't do that in front of somebody. It's so weird and awkward, or I can't even do it for myself because it's weird and awkward. So yeah, what if we could like get into some, the pleasure of wanking right now? Well, it's, it's really interesting because like, you know, masturbation for me, wanking for me is, is, is just perfectly natural, but it is, it's so often made taboo, bad and wrong, you know, especially if you come from a Catholic, often a Catholic background or religious background where, you know, masturbation, wanking, jerking, flicking the bean, whatever you want to call it. Um, actually, I've heard women's female masturbation called Kit Kat Shuffle. I don't know if you know what a Kit Kat is. I it's, know. It's, it's a chocolate bar with four fingers. We do have a chocolate bar, but I have not heard of the Kit Kat Shuffle. Yeah. This and is so a great the, term. It's a female. It was like, because there was this comedian talking about, you know, if I had, and she's kind of a larger comedian. And uh, she says, you know, if I had a Kit Kat, I wouldn't fucking shuffle it. I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> gusset, gusset typing i think i've heard for women as well oh typing that's great gusset, gusset typing. typing see um, the brits have the best terminology for these things we don't really have that um bang know, the bishop like for the boys the you know yeah so we have like for guys we have like um pull the goalie because it's canada um spank the monkey yeah have, knock yeah. one out yeah that's right yeah lots of different lots of different euphemisms um milking this the one-eyed snake anyway yes. so um so i, I think that and i think that with boys a lot of boys is when they are they are masturbating they do it as quickly as they possibly can because there's so much judgment around it 
And uh, so they go into the bathroom and they do it as secret, secretively as they possibly can. They get it over and done with as quick as they can. And so later on, what can happen is if they don't get out of that kind of that linking judgment and fear with, um, you know, kind of on the abuse of that with, with sex and pleasuring their body, often what happens is they can't get a sexual turn on unless they're being judged or whether there's kind of some kind of fear involved. And that, for me, has been pretty, maybe this is another topic again for another time, but I actually am quite disturbed by the number of men, like gay men mostly, I know I don't see much straight porn, but who love this whole kind of fear of with you know kind of hands around the throat and being kind of kind of abused and judged and humiliated and i just kind of oh, my body's just like that's not kind that's not kind that's not kind there is no way anyway everything that is just so um i mean in a sense if you if you don't spend time nurturing your body, asking your body how it would like to be touched and exploring how your body likes to be touched, how can you really allow your body to have that gift from other people? It, you know, there'll be people who will be patient and they're willing to kind of explore your body with you. But in my experience, they're kind of, they're not necessarily prevalent as a reality. So, you know, when you just kind of take time and I don't mean kind of quickly knock one out, like, because that's what you do every day. I wake up, I wank and I go to work. Mm-hmm. It's almost a bit like I get up and I brush my teeth. When you make wanking into a daily chore, I, I, I don't get that that necessarily creates the most. And it, and for me, I guess it can make your body feel really un, unsexy, unappreciated and you don't get that greater communion that I think is possible if you like, oh my God, I love when I'm being touched like this, you know, and then you can get someone else to touch you like that. And they can explore and show you stuff that perhaps you weren't aware of because they've explored their own body. I mean, that's the other thing, especially with men or kind of same sex kind of relationships, when you're exploring your own body, you can show people things that you've done with your body that you haven't done, that they may not have done. But I guess in heterosexual relationships, the same thing, you can play with one woman one way and then introduce another woman to it because you've done it that way, you know what I mean? So without getting too caught up. I know you can't really talk a lot from experience there, Alan, but that's okay. I can't. (laughs) Yes, all women's bodies are different. And, and like, even the location of the clitoris in relation to the vaginal opening is very different. So if you've had a lover that's got those in in different positions, you know, you're going to think, well, that was the last woman I had sex with, I could get her off this way. That's not true for everybody. So to me, communication is key when it comes down to that is like, just communicate verbally, do a show and tell, like, these things are valuable pieces of ways to be able to to have greater pleasure and to actually perceive yourself as sexy too, because then you're being able to relax more into the situation. Because yes. like, you, like, you know what it's like when you're laying there judging you, oh my God, you mustn't look at my fat or, oh my God, you mustn't look at that bit of my body. It's in, and then it's, you start to get kind of really tight and tense and then they're kind of aware of it, even though they may not necessarily know what it is. And then they start to get kind of intense and the sex starts to get really funky. But I think what you said is absolutely true. All women's bodies are different. And, and so are all men's. You know, I remember hearing one guy mm. saying, this is how you give a man, like a man a blowjob. I'm like, and this is a heterosexual man. I'm thinking, well, that, that, that's really interesting because what you're describing is how you like to receive a blowjob. And that's cool. I love the mm. fact that you know how you like to receive a blowjob. But I assure you, I have, I have given a lot of blowjobs in my time. And men are different. 
like different men like different things. Some like it wet, mm-hmm. some like it more dry, some like more tongue, some like some even like the teeth. Like, and it, there, the, the possibilities are endless with blowjobs. Exactly. So, and the same with masturbation, especially if you have a country where, um, so I had a friend, she met this guy and she was from Australia where a lot of the men are circumcised. She came to England and this, she's like, oh my God, this guy has foreskin. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, like she, yeah, because she's never she'd never seen one before. Wow, and you know, and I know in America, like I don't know how it is in Canada, but in America, is like, um, it it was very kind of prevalent to just circumcise children at birth because that's yeah. what you do. It's a mixed bag here, depending on the cultures, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, here we will only circumcise people uh, if there's a medical reason for it, mm-hmm. and so most English guys. Um, you know kind of are not circumcised so you know it is like it, in and ha- you have to be able to show someone how to kind of manipulate your penis if you want them to wank you in a way that doesn't hurt because mm-hmm. i've had people kind of who are not used to no foreskin and kind of you know kind of really like no 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 really you you don't want to be doing that with with a guy who has no foreskin i assure you <sighs> so um, I, my body shivered with fear when you said that. i know <laughs> <laughs> My energetic penis was like, what? <laughs> and the same with, you know, with men who think that the clitoris is just something you're up really, really hard. And you think, no, no, no. You know, ah. no. Even I know that. Yeah. And your energetic clitoris is like, no. Yes, <laughs> it is. So oh. it is just that gentle exploration of your body from the space of, do you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. And and I, I, there, I was facilitating this guy once who kind of had issues with his body like was was just not sure about kind of what his body enjoyed and I said have you ever sat in front of a mirror and masturbated yourself and watched how your body responds to your touching and how your face responds and listen to the sounds that you Mm. make if any he's like oh my god I've never done that and I'm just so nervous about watching myself And um, after a while, kind of a facilitation, he did it. He said, that was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had because I never realized that my body was so responsive to touch. Because you don't, when you're laying there or the kind of, you know, whatever, or there's someone kind of in in bed with you, you can't see your facial expressions. You can't, yeah. And for women, we can't see our genitals. So um, there was a woman in New York. um, I I don't think I'm getting her name right. Betty Dodson was her name. And she was a pioneer of women looking at their own vulvas. And she was absolutely brilliant. She'd have a group of women sitting in a room, all with mirrors and masturbating in front of each other. And I was always like a huge fan of hers, uh, thinking like this woman is such a genius. I love her. Plus, she was a lesbian. So what like a great situation to be in that you get to yeah. facilitate and be in like a room of vulvas all over the place, like heaven, I would think for her. So <laughs> just and, cool. And what an amazing vulnerability that invites people to, because it's mm-hmm. not even about you're doing it like yeah, I just think that, and I think men will kind of get together straight and gay men. I don't think there's like, and they'll have circle jerks and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, they'll kind of masturbate together. I think, it, again, it's much more socially acceptable amongst men that will just kind of jerk off together, but doesn't necessarily mean that you necessarily want to kind of put body parts together with another man. I think there's that, that there, I mean, especially in rugby in, in England, mm-hmm. you know, where they they had the game Soggy Biscuit, which you may or may not know but they used they would all masturbate over a biscuit and the last yeah. one to come would eat biscuit yes i've heard of that <laughs> right. yeah 
And so when you look at that, there's there's kind of this social almost acceptability amongst men, although they wouldn't really talk about it with women, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing happens. Um, well, interesting things happen in Britain because of all of the schools with, you know, the private schooling. And there's a lot of interesting homoerotic stuff in England, mm-hmm. I, more yeah, than we I mean, have here. <laughs> you know, I have this, I do, I do have sexual fantasies about going to a public school and kind of a lot of that stuff going on, but also a lot of it was quite abusive. It's it's mm-hmm. not the kind of the nirvana that, that I would love to make it out to be. Um, and, you know, but there is, so for me, there is that homoerotic, you know, when you're watching Bride's Head Revisited or um, there's a film called Morris by E.M. Forster, and it is that kind of rich kids going to kind of Oxford mm-hmm. and Cambridge and just all of the the sexual kind of tension that goes on. Um, but yeah. A lot and of then there's that great on. scene in Monty Python and the meaning of life where the teacher actually just pulls out a, a bed and starts doing it in front of class. Yeah. Like that's just the British way. English human, very English yeah. Human. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're heading to our next commercial already because this conversation's going fast because judgment is, um, it's easy to talk about because it's prevalent, it's everywhere, it affects everything that we do and how we relate and how we exist right now on the planet. And my question going into break is if you didn't judge your body, what would it look like? So we're going to end with that question. So for um, not end, but go into commercial with that. So if you... um, If you'd like to stay tuned in, that'd be great. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So today we've been talking about not judging your body and how we can use that to actually feel sexier and some different tips and tools have come through this conversation. If you've missed them, go back and listen again. They will surprise you. They're questions. So go into them, find them, uh, consider them, play with them, just ask them out loud and see what happens. Also, we talked about masturbation as a tool to let go of judgment and some different ways to do that. Definitely masturbating in front of a mirror is amazing. I think the first time I did that, I was about 16 or 17 years old. And I was so inspired that I then painted myself And I don't know what I did with that painting, but I've never felt so in love with my body as I did that Mm. day. Um, Since I have again, like since my forties, but that, that was such a breakthrough moment. And I, and I looked at that and I was like, 
I, I literally adored my breasts that day. And um, for so much of my life, I hadn't because I judged them as too small and too this and all. blah, blah, blah. And if I had big, and I used to have this saying, if I had bigger boobs, I would have been a stripper. So maybe that's why I didn't get any. <laughs> it was like really weird judgments. So now, and now I can look at my breasts again and I see what I saw when I was 17 in that painting, which I, I really wonder what I did with. And it was such a, a lovely uh, vision. And it's, it's fun to me to see from other people's points of view, what my body looks like too. Um, I was watching a movie with my husband uh, when we were dating and, and um, I'd been asking the question like body, what would you like to look like? And I saw this woman on this, uh, it was a movie on Netflix, Nymphomaniac. And she had like what I thought mm. was an exquisite body. And I was like, wow, her body is so lovely. And, and I said it out loud and my husband's like, your body is like identical to that. And I'm like, what? He's like, okay, you need to like, and he stopped the screen. He's like, now you need to go look at yourself. Cause I don't know what you're seeing. And yeah. I'm like, wow, the, we have such delusions about what we see, right? So that is a great fun challenge. If you actually see a body that you find super sexy, just look at that for a minute. And like, you probably are that. You probably are that. You know, as you were talking, that reminds me of another tool that I love to offer people. <laughs> so, no, that, that was just coming out all like, oh my <laughs> God, really good. I have a tool that I love to offer people. I love that. that <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you love to receive it. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, I don't care because I love receiving <laughs> that tool. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, ask your body, go, hey, body, show me what you look like without my judgments. Mm-hmm. just kind of close your eyes and then before you walk in the mirror before you even looked at yourself in the morning like just close your eyes drop all of your barriers just push all of your points of your way just for that 10 seconds that you're going to look into the mirror or 30 seconds whatever and before you even go to the mirror just go okay body show me what you look like without all of my judgments because your body doesn't judge itself it truly doesn't and i just wonder what that might what you might perceive I wonder what you might see. And so that's that's one of the tools that I use. Because I like this whole thing around changing how you perceive your body. One of the biggest tools from Access Consciousness that that changed mine so much was interesting point of view. And so I've done it a couple of times where I've got a group of people and every day I will get them to stand in front of the mirror for 10 to 15 minutes looking at all of the different bits of their body. Mm-hmm. Like we start with the eyes and we move down and I do mean literally every part of the body and we'll spend 10, you'll spend 15 minutes staring at your genitals and every point of view comes up. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. And it can be really hard sometimes. Like there were days when I first did that, that I was just so angry and I would walk away and then I'm like, no, no, no. And I would kind of come back to the mirror. And it it really, really changed stuff for me because it got me just to see that every judgment is not even real, it's just a point of view. Oh, and sure. The, the bit that really, really kick-started me having ease with my body was when I, when I, you, I some of you may have heard this story if you've, if you've ever heard me talk about bodies, but um, I was in Paris about four years ago with a friend of mine who has a dancer's body, you know, the archetypical, like, stunning body because he's a dancer and, you know, and all of that. And there's me with my kind of big, hairy, bearery body. And we were kind of walking around the apartment in just our underwear and... Um, it took me four days to realize I hadn't judged my body once. 
Wow. Right. And it was on the Monday. I'm like, there's just, I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And on the Monday morning, I was kind of standing in the show going, oh my God, I haven't judged my body. It was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> How did something that happen? <laughs> when did that get delivered? And it's just like, oh my God. So what's, what's different here? What is different about this? Like, how did that happen? And it's because my friend has no judgment of bodies. Right. The energy in the space that he was being was just, they're just bodies. All bodies are kind of sexy because all bodies are, are like inherently have a sexy energy. And like that, that was what got me to look at my body and go, fuck, imagine if I could be that energy wherever I went so that anyone who comes anywhere, not comes anywhere near me, but anyone who's in my immediate vicinity, let's say, near you, on you, whatever, and comes near me as well, <laughs> doesn't judge, it doesn't even occur to them to judge their body. It, like yeah. it's, it's not even there. It's not even something they can reach for. It's like, it's totally unperceivable to judge your body. Imagine if I could be that space, that kind of potent, a dominant space that it just kind of, wipes the memory of knowing how to judge your body oh I love and that was like I want that because so rather than just going oh I need to change because this is where we first start I need to change my body so I don't judge it that's one of the yeah. biggest lies we buy I yes. will stop judging my body when it changes that's right babe it's your judgments that are keeping your body the way it is yeah. Can't just be like your horse. judgments of your money keep them the way they are too everything exactly that you're that. judging keeps it the way that it yeah. is yeah you've got to change judges, the judgments yeah. We're judging this reality and it's keeping it the way it is too. So yeah. look how proud oh, we yeah. are. We're yeah. just amazing like that. So yeah, all of the stuff at the moment is um, is all about judgment, whether yeah. you do or whether you don't. And yeah. um, so it's like, so Matt, so I would invite you all. Could you? What would the world be like if you were willing to be that space too, yeah. where you were willing to be the space of total kindness for you and your body, so much so that nobody around, that everyone around you was affected by it, that they stopped judging their body. Even if they go back and do it somewhere else, while they're around you, they stop. Because this shit is contagious. It is like contagious. My friend did it for me, and then I'm like, here I am now, and I'm inviting you to it. Yeah. And I know that there are the people I've spoken to who are also choosing it because I inspired them to choose it. That's and I'm okay fun. saying that. Yeah you could be that inspiration for other people to choose kindness for their bodies because you choose it for yours. Yeah. So literally it's a choice guys. It's not yeah. like there isn't a lot of, I need to go write a book about this and journal for 17 days. It's just no. a choice. That's the beauty yes. of it. It's, it's so simple that you'll make it complex because that's because you're a genius. So we've got 15 seconds and I just wanted to thank you so much, Alan, for taking the time to come on and talk to us about judging bodies because I've seen such transformation in you over the last years and I just love watching that. And um, I'm so grateful for you and everything that you're offering. Thanks, Thanks you everyone. Thanks for listening Thanks, to The Pleasure Malachia. Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.